You're listening to Ouija Bros. This is Liz. <laughs> I fucked it up. I forgot what came after that. This has been drinking, and I think you all know that. <laughs> what are you You're drinking? You're listening. Okay, I'm done. I'm gonna fix I'm, it. I'm quiet. You're listening. Oh, I hit the microphone. <laughs> I was trying to em- like emphasize with my hand to be like ba ba ba. Smack the microphone like a little bitch. Punch it. You're listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. Devin, it's all ghosts all the time. All ghosts all the time. Because we haven't done ghosts and spooky stuff and weird stuff for a while. We've been doing real things, which is great, but we got to get back to our roots. Oh, I do want to get back to our roots so bad. Oh, Mm -hmm. I I was not born this blonde, and you're starting to be able to tell. So cover up those roots, my friend. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Are you ready for Mm -hmm. some ghost trains? What? Yeah, lay it on me. Lay yep. it on me. I can't wait to head down this track. <laughs> exactly. Full steam ahead. So trains are a huge part of the Northwest, obviously, you know. Yeah. This was a good way to get stuff and people and everything around, especially in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, you know, Spokane is a railroad town. Seattle needed to be a railroad town railroads everywhere and when you get railroads you get ghost trains which are such a phenomenon that they're kind of like i'm sure there's a wikipedia for ghosty stuff and they have their own category because they're kind of like phantom hitchhikers Mm -hmm. or things like that where wherever you have trains you will have ghost trains and these can take different forms so sometimes they're really straightforward like some of the ones that you get are, you know, people are pulled up waiting at train tracks and they see a train go by that's a really old-fashioned train and they're like, oh, that's such a cool old-fashioned train. And then they realize everybody on it is wearing old-fashioned clothes. And then the train goes by and that's it. Oh my god. What did I see? It's one of those, what kind of haunting is that where, like, the past and the present kind of cross wires a little bit it's one of those it's like a residual haunting where it's just playing itself on repeat it's not an intelligent haunting yeah yeah they're just going about their business like they don't see you uh we just happen to be able to see them and then there's the other kind of ghost train generally which is when you see um tracks that have been out of commission for a long time Mm -hmm. and there is lights or even a full-fledged apparition of a train running on them even though no train could be on them because they've been out of commission oh it's so cool i have some specifics and i'm gonna of course do show notes but i have a couple things to credit one of them is gonna be from our friend chat kasky's spooky spokane One is from Barbara Smith's Ghost Stories of the Rocky Mountains, and one is from Barbara Smith's Ghost Stories of Washington. Solid titles. Both of those. And easy to find, good things to read, uh, and I picked out some really good ones. All right. So this one is from actually Colorado, which is a little bit out of our area, but not that much, right? It's Rocky Mountains. Out of our wheelhouse. Out of our wheelhouse. Is that a train thing? I think so. I don't know. It sounds like a pun, so I'm going to say it in my pun voice. Nice. Okay. Your pun voice. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm really pleased with myself, I think you could tell. <laughs> oh, man. I just realized looking at this that it does not indicate whatsoever, like, when this happened, <laughs> which lends a tremendous amount of, you know reality very- and accountability <laughs> to it, doesn't it? It's a real story, guys. We only mm-hmm. bring you the most verifiable information on Weecher Bros. Yep. I mean, Barbara wouldn't lie to us. <laughs> no, God, she's written at least two books that we know of. Um, yeah. No, it's cool, because she, she's almost like a, a historian in that way. Like, she goes around and gets everybody's stories. But 
All right, here's a story, the story of Marshall Pass and the Phantom Train. So there's this guy, Nelson Edwards, and he is an engineer. Okay. And he is um, doing the the train trip that goes um, across Marshall Pass, and it has several bridges that go over canyons. And this is normal, you know, and it's what he's used to doing. But one of the things with um, mountains is you have to figure out, you know, how much energy do we put into going up and how do we make sure that we're not going to do ourselves any damage going down. Well, yeah. So, okay. One day he's coming down, uh, coming down out of the mountains and he's, he's done this a million times and he's been warned about problems with the track ahead. And the train is descending and he gets a signal to stop. And he calls out to the conductor and he's like, why, why do you want me to stop? And the conductor's like, what do you mean? I, I wasn't telling you to stop. If I was going to tell you to do anything, I would have said sped up because there's actually a train behind us on the track and it's speeding up. Oh, wow. And Edwards is like, oh, this is bad because yeah. the train behind them is going faster and faster and catching them up. And if anything, given the problem with the track ahead, they should probably slow down <laughs> to go a little more carefully. So he is barreling up to the summit and then going, okay, I, I cut off all power and let the train go down the slope under mm-hmm. gravity. And so sense. they're barreling down this slope and they see the light of this other train behind them. And they're looking back like they can hear it whistling and, you know, toot, 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 like freaking out because mm-hmm. it's going to hit them. It's a lot bigger than them. So <laughs> it's going to start coming down the train, down the track really fast. And um, as they turn, they can actually see the engineer of the guy. And he's uh, the engineer of the guy. As they turn, they can actually see the engineer of the other train. And he's leaning his head out the window and he's laughing. And these guys are like, why are you laughing? We're going to die. Like, what are you doing? You maniacal train engineer. Yeah, terrifying. Basically, like, I don't know. Going to try to murder them with a train? Who knows? Yeah. Oh, my God. So they see this coming closer and closer, and they're like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then they look ahead, and there's a warning lantern, which says you can't go. And he's like, okay, like, I I guess I have to brake. So he slams the the brake lever on and gets ready to get completely demolished by the train behind him. Here's the whistle. Nothing happens. They watch the train come at them and then over them. And what? then into the air and into the canyon. And they're going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, this is going to be so bad. We're Like, this train somehow has jumped the track yeah. so hard it went over us and is going to crash down yeah. into the gulch. Nothing. And when they look up, the lantern that told them to stop is gone, too. And people go down in search. There's no train that wrecked. No. Nothing. No, this was something, some phantom of some kind behind them and then over them and then into the gulch with no evidence. Now, the next day after this encounter, he goes back to the train because I guess he needed money and he's going to keep working. And there's a note. Yeah, this is Nelson, the engineer. Okay. And he finds a note that's been scratched into the window of his train. It says, a freight train was wrecked as you saw. Now that you saw it, you will never make another run. The engine was not under control and four section men were killed. If you ever run on this road again, you will be wrecked. Fuck that. What? I know. What? Yeah, he resigned. (laughs) That's my man. Good job, Nelson. What? (laughs) He went, I am not fucking with this phantom train no more. Like, I know how to take a hint. Um, You got my attention, and then you stated your demand, and I'm out of there. (laughs) This is all very clear. I don't feel like you want too much from me. I don't have to read into this. (laughs) Oh my god. I have goosebumps. That's incredible. That was a fun ghost story, I thought. Obviously not 
it's so cool because it sounds like it has a an element of the residual haunting. You know, you've got a train that's doing what it's what it did before it wrecked, just playing on a loop. But if you've got this other engineer laughing at you, and then something with the ability to scratch a note into mm-hmm. your your you know engine or windshield or whatever, clearly it's way way more than I ever want to fuck with. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's uh that's terrifying. And I think trains are really um susceptible. So, you know, taking is read the ghosts are real for the purposes yeah, of this conversation. We'll I feel like there. trains are really susceptible to that because if anything goes wrong, a lot of people are gonna die really yeah. horribly. Yeah. Um, although and really I, abruptly. I, they would have back then I don't I I don't know that... I know you can take commuter trains, obviously, in the United States, but I feel like it would have been a much bigger problem 75 years ago. Now I think you're mm-hmm. just going to wreck a whole lot of those, you know, shipping containers from China. And then a yeah, couple of Yeah, most of the time, right? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I used to take the Amtrak up from Durham up to Washington, D.C. sometimes, because... You know, give or take, it was like five or six hours. And so by the time you had to actually like get out to the airport, go through security, get on the plane, wait to take off, land, wait, it kind of worked out to the same time and it was a lot cheaper and you could like get up and walk around more. And I liked that quite a bit, except the time that we were coming back and we got screwed over by the Carolina Classic can opener. Have I told you about this thing? (laughs) What? The bridge? No. It's the 11 foot 8 inch bridge. And it's positioned perfectly such that people jam their trucks under it like once a fucking week. That one. That's right. 11 foot 8 inch tall. I was thinking long. And I'm like, Liz, if I were drunk enough, I could jump that. You don't need a bridge there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I totally could. You totally could. No, 11 foot 8 inch tall, which is not that inappropriately short for a bridge, but there's like a combination of factors that really go into it. Like, it's kind of around a curve. There's a lot of other signs going on. Um, Mm. It's what Google Maps tells you to take if you're getting out of town. So, if you're new to the area and you're driving your U Haul, you are definitely going to peel the top off that truck. But yeah, I have seen it in action in real life. I have watched compilation videos of it peeling the top (laughs) off trucks and I've paid for it because one time somebody had rammed that thing as we were getting back into town and we couldn't go over until they had checked all the tracks. Oh no! Oh, that's karmic retribution right there. Oh Oh, my god. It's my favorite piece of, I don't know, architecture in the world because it's just as they put it relentlessly enforcing the laws of physics for several decades your favorite piece of architecture is a bridge it exists to fuck everyone's day oh it does man yeah oh man liz i love you (laughs) it's a wonderful little schadenfreude generator (laughs) yes it is well yeah I ever play Never Have I Ever, I know how to at least get one point off of you because Never Have I Ever taken a train. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. West Coast, Best Coast, my friend. We don't need trains <laughs> on the West Coast. <laughs> and how that I live on the East Coast here for a minute, I'm just going to pretend they don't exist because it's okay. new and worrisome. What about, like, light rail, like the metro? I took that... Do we call it out here? The T. I took that. The yeah, so I've been okay. on that. That's just a bus. That's just a bus with no wheels. That's stupid. It's this big, like, <laughs> silver hot dog thing hurtling downtown. I took that. I was not impressed. Why you did tell him. I will tell him. I think it's stupid that they make all the seats face... Uh, okay, clearly, nobody gives a shit because I'm not a city planner. I'm not an urban planner. I don't know dick about cars, but whoever decided that these train cars, like, mm, some seats face 
forward and others face backwards and then some face inside and then others face like to the ceiling like who the fuck no just pick them i don't know why they didn't just make all of the seats face either forwards and backwards or directly in the middle i don't like i understand the trains go north and then south so you're never going to have all the chairs facing forward motion right i get it so why not just, like, get over that, make them all face the inside? Then I can be motion sick no matter where I sit, instead of doing this funky little dance trying to find the least likely to be motion sick place and then never being able to find it. Whatever. That's a Trains really good stupid. point, Devin. I'm surprised you got anything coherent out of that rambling anger. <laughs> I just don't like it. Yes. Okay. So you don't like those, but I think you would really like Amtrak because um, a first class upgrade is like 20 bucks and (laughs) they have chargers. And so you can get set up with like a window seat and the seats are way bigger than airplanes and they're clean and they're nice. And it's just wonderful. All right. One time I saw a whole skeletonized deer out the window. (laughs) Yeah. It's a big day for you, huh, little guy? (laughs) (laughs) You get to see a lot of cool stuff because since the tracks are so old, they're going through, like, a lot of stuff that isn't a big deal on a highway. So you see, like, the backs of a lot of houses and you go through weird forests. And I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, how... Not... not, I'm sure you don't know exactly, but, like, how fast were they going? 60 miles an hour? More or less? Uh How fast did you feel? At least, yeah. Probably faster some of the time. All right. Because they would make it up to D.C. faster than you could drive sometimes. And you would have to stop to let other people on and off. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, here's to trains. Except neither of us is going to ride a train ever after I'm done with all these ghost stuff. Well, you already only told me one. I want to hear more. But yeah, this is not boding well for my future of travel. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'll do another Colorado one, and then I promise we're going to switch more over to uh, <laughs> traditional Northwestern Colorado stuff. Colorado again. All right. Colorado, I think, is spiritually part of the Northwest in yeah. some ways. They like sandals and hiking and big dogs and, do. and weed. They do. They uh, like the mountain. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Tack that one on, my friend. Yeah. They got mountains and kale and weed. So, <laughs> welcome to your guest spot on the show, Colorado. <laughs> All right, July 21st, 1881. There oh, you go. So, this one must be real. Yeah, this is legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please continue. Oh, okay, so there on the Colorado Central Railroad, just west of Denver, chugging along, Mm -hmm. and the engineer is watching out the side window like they do. All of a sudden, he sees a bearded man standing on the track ahead, and he's like, oh, shit. Because this happens. Like, it happened then, and it happens now. People are not great around train tracks, whether they're trying to die intentionally, or they're just not paying attention to how fast trains go, Mm -hmm. or there's some kind of accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So the engineer is like, oh, shit. And he starts, you know, tooting the whistle, and he's hitting the brakes. And then he hears and feels a thud. against the front grill and he's like oh my god (sighs) but the brakes are already on yeah so he's like okay now i have to go back and like look into this this is gonna be the worst like every engineer has to deal with this at some point maybe but uh so as soon as the train stops he jumps out and he goes back and much like with the other phantom train we talked about he can't see anything there's nothing. He's like, hmm. I don't get it. I saw this guy. I yeah. felt the train run over him. There should be a big mess somewhere yeah, under this train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, maybe it's it's further back. So he's like, okay, back the train up. And he s- tells the crew and they back the train up. And they end up searching a mile of track. And there's no sign no that anyone has been on the tracks, especially, you know, a messy dead person. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to think through it. And he's like, okay, what happened? I saw this guy. He was wearing a black coat and a hat. He's standing 
in oh wait okay it's july why is he wearing a big black coat and a hat in the middle of july i don't know but he's standing in the middle of the tracks okay and then they go well fuck it i guess like (laughs) what do you do at that point there's no body you there's no damage like there's no indication the train has run over anything yeah okay what's that yeah well, yeah, so they go, okay, let's just keep going. And, you know, it's a few weeks later and he's moved on. And at the same spot, as they're going past it, he hears a disembodied, heart-wrenching moan. Oh, God! And an image appears on board of a bearded man with a black coat and a black hat. Oh. That, as they say in this book, exuded a severe chill and a dreadful odor. It makes its way through the train car and then disappears. And this odor remains, this terrible smell. Oh, Oh, God. If Bailey ever dies and becomes a ghost, if my dog ever dies, (laughs) that is the kind of phantasm he will be. He will just be a terrible smell. (laughs) That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, again, it's kind of like, well, what do you do? Like, people are saying what they saw, but what are you going to do? Give them a free ticket or, like, a free little bag of pretzels? Like, I think that's what you do. Okay. Yeah. What's up? You bring the snack car around again, and you're just like, fine. Yeah. That's on me, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess. Like, what are you going to do? And then, again, it happens a couple weeks later. There's this businessman. says that there's a foul smelling specter who sits down beside him and he senses that it's not only unnatural but evil Mm. this keeps happening people who see it are terrified and it's getting stronger and stronger no way (sighs) and yeah the like lights are breaking and terrible smells and people are getting terrified and it just keeps going on. And the crew members of the one who were like, okay, we, we were the ones who hit him originally yeah. are getting really upset because they're like, they feel kind of responsible for this. Yeah. And then finally, um, it fades out. So that was yeah. in, what I say, 1891, 1881? Yeah, yeah, it goes on for about 30 years that intermittently they get no this way. specter, this terrible, evil-smelling specter. And that rail route gets abandoned because people are using a highway instead. Okay. But actually, on that highway, some people have reported a very strange phenomenon. No, what? Which is an apparition that suddenly appears in their car with them. <laughs> of a bearded man who wears a black coat and a derby hat. No, what? Smells terrible. Scares the life out of them. And suddenly vanishes. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <gasps> I'd wreck my whole car. I would just be like, "Well, I'm putting this into the side of the mountain now." Pretty much, because I don't want to live anymore. Just be like, "Well, guess you're gonna have a ghost buddy to hang out with you." I've made a very bad yeah. smell right now myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, fuck me, dude! That is so gross. That is so gross. That story is so weird to me too. Because when I think about it, I'm like, "Wait, okay, so did." The original train actually kills somebody right. and not weren't able to find him. And like, that's what's causing the haunting. Right. Or is it that he had already died for some other reason, maybe for some other train even. Right. And that was a haunting in itself. And that's why they couldn't find him. Right. Ooh, see, I want to. My thought is that, yeah, it was a it was a ghost, whatever, from another thing, a ghost or. Or, um, yeah, some kind of phantasmal thing, whatever. And it was not actually a dude that was hit there in 1881 when that first guy saw it. But I don't know. I just like the story better if I think of it that way. Yeah. I guess because I don't want the story to actually involve hitting this smelly old dude on the tracks. I just want it to be all honest, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, the fact that he was wearing the signature thing. Well, I was going to say that he's wearing the signature thing in the first part might mean that that was already a haunting, but maybe, you know, you keep wearing the clothes that you were wearing often. I kind of, yeah. Yeah, well, and I don't think it's, I mean, if it's a dude hanging out on the train tracks in July, I think he's, 
I'm not going to say that it's weird that he was wearing a coat because it's like he's already made some questionable choices. You're hanging out on the train tracks. So, yeah. sartorially, yeah, well, we're not going to worry about that. Hmm. Ooh, Liz, so, um, so what you're telling me is that you and I can visit Colorado and we can take the train and also drive this road. Apparently, I'm the one that needs to be driving, though, because you've already told me you're just going to end it all for us if he's in our car. So... Yeah, well, if I'm a passenger, I'm just going to jump straight out of the car. Well, I'll put the child Regardless of how fast on. we're going. I'll, I'll if I looked in. in the rearview mirror and I saw <laughs> some person <laughs> who I didn't know was there. <laughs> oh, my God. You'd keep going right through the windshield. You'd claw yep. your way out the sunroof. Mm. Oh, yeah, there wouldn't there'd be a sunroof when I was done. Yeah. <laughs> Whether like, the car started out with one or not, fuck. <laughs> like an ejector seat. You just yep. <laughs> it through it. <laughs> Later days. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> um, well, shit. That I don't like. I already don't like the fact that it's a creepy dude, you know, just like showing up and haunting me i really don't like the fact that he smells bad you know yeah i i wish they said more about what kind of bad smell like a corpse bad smell or like a sulfur bad smell or what yeah like homeless dude or like dead dude or like like a gas leak making everybody hallucinate bad smell or right uh before you deodorant doesn't work bad smell Well, he's in colorado and if we think that colorado is a lot like washington then it's not the deodorant not working, it's the deodorant not being used. <laughs> um, I was baking before you and I started recording, and we have a gas oven, and I can still smell it, and it freaks me out. So, mm-hmm. if I, during the recording, tell you that I see things, I'm not being haunted, just tell me to open up a window. I kind of like that with our gas stove, though. We have one in our new place, mm-hmm. too. And not the smell, but when it doesn't light right away and builds up a little bit, and yep. then the spark catches and goes, boom, boom. Yep. Yeah, it's me a little too. bit of thrill for my day. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we have such exciting lives <laughs> that our biggest thrill is lighting our gas stove with a little bit of extra juice. Oh, hey, we're grown-ups. We can light fires in our houses if we want to. Do you know what I taught myself to do? I taught myself to <laughs> snuff out a candle with my fingertips. I don't blow them out like Today? a Today? Uh, no, I mean, no, because I had the gas stove on, and so I'm not going to have other flames <laughs> on. I am. I, I've learned a lot in these 33 years on Earth. Um, <laughs> no, in my in my little my little witchy decorative candles, I had to I had to light a yellow one to bring me job success or something. And you're not supposed mm-hmm. to blow it out because that blows away the good intention that you put into this candle. So you have to snuff it out with your fingertips. Got wax everywhere. Still don't have a job, but I didn't blow that fucker <laughs> out. So <laughs> I want you to know that's the thrill in my day is snuffing them out with my fingertips. That's a good trick. I think chicks take that. Don't they? I taught myself um, some close-up magic. Um, I wasn't How bored have you been? This was back when I was in Seattle and I was working at the museum and I was trying to make friends with Evan. Thank you very much. And I had a candy in my hand and I practiced, you know, like the prestige did, like little Hugh Jackman in the mirror where you wave your hand over your other hand and then all of a sudden the candy appears. Um... And it worked. Wait, who is Evan? Evan was my friend at Nordic Heritage Museum. Okay, so not like a small child? No, like a real adult <laughs> human with a job and was not easily impressed. But it still worked. Um, and then I did it for Kate with tiny little colored pencils. So I just, I just think that you should have a little more respect for me. I should, you're right. I learned when I work, used to work at a coat check room and I'd get really bored, I'd learn how to, like, finger walk a coin. Yeah, you like, told me that because you did it with um, a euro or a, a pound coin yeah. or whatever. And you said they were easier than a quarter because it was a little bit bigger. Yeah, the, the euros are thicker. So, yeah, it was easier to do that. Damn. Are you going to tell everybody? That's my excuse for why I can't do it now. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Because, okay, well, I'll send you a silver dollar and we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> did you tell people that you took contact juggling as a PE credit? Oh, I super did. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool like David Bowie in Labyrinth. <laughs> Do you have a crystal sphere? Did you practice? No, where the hell did that thing go? <laughs> it's probably in my parents' garage or something. Whatever, whatever. I thought that you had, you were a great daughter and you had removed all of your stuff from your parents' house and they, they weren't storing anything for you anymore. And now you're telling God. me your crystal wizard sphere is in their garage. Everybody has to have some place where they can pretend all the stuff that they lost track of and probably got rid of. Yeah. You can just be like, oh, it's probably there. Yeah. Like oh. It's probably in the trunk. <laughs> what? How? How do you figure? It's just probably there. You've had two cars since That's then. That's what I told my kid anytime she asked about a toy I gave away. I'm like, oh, I think it's in the storage unit. Oh, God bless you. Does it still work? We don't have a storage unit anymore. <laughs> she don't have to know that. She's going to be... It's going to be many years before she gets to listen to these. So... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I totally derailed the conversation. You know who de- else derailed something? Is an engineer with the Northern Pacific Railroad in 1890. <laughs> oh, what did little guy do? Uh. His train derailed in Eagle Gorge and killed everyone on board. Oh, everyone? Oh, yep. no. Where's Eagle Gorge? Um, All I know is that his phantom train kept running for at least a couple years between the Hanson Dam and Lester, which we've talked about we before. We've talked about Lester, Washington. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and so his main purpose was apparently terrifying the hell out of people because you know trains like you said they run north and south like sometimes you can use the same Mm -hmm. stretch of track for Mm -hmm. trains going opposite directions Mm -hmm. you just have to time it right but engineers on that track would go okay there's somebody coming right at my train and it would scare the hell out of them because it was it was old tom's train wow that's what they call it eventually they Go ahead, sorry. Oh, sorry, it was Old Tom's Train? Is that what it's known as? No, I just made that up. Okay, well, it's too late. It's ingrained in my little head grooves. (laughs) So tell me more about Old Tom's Train. (laughs) Well, the only thing is, eventually they figured out how to know if it was the ghost, because um, they used to illuminate um, their headlights with different things. So back in the day... It was just kerosene, which cast this pretty dull glow. So if it was the dull glow, that's how you could tell. It wasn't a contemporary train. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So the one day it's a contemporary train with the headlights out, you're fucked. You're boned, man. (laughs) You're going to be your own ghost too soon. Sorry. (laughs) Now we've got three ghost trains. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Do, um... How did he wreck that train? Do you know? Nobody knows, because everybody died. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> it's just like, there were no survivors. But <laughs> there weren't any, Devin. Shut up. There weren't, though, Devin. Oh, you can't do that. You know that makes me laugh harder. It does. I've got to find my place because I just was looking at it and then I lost it in this book. Damn it. I've got too many bookmarks. Okay. All right. Let's have some more train wrecks, shall we? Yeah, can we? (laughs) Okay. So we have July 21st again, but 1906 this time. Uh, There's... They well, one of the things that's nice about trains is they have the little dining cars. So if you get bored of sitting in your seat, you can like go up and go hang out and pay eight dollars for a tiny microwave DiGiorno. Oh man! Um, you can also get a drink. <laughs> that's the only way you travel. Yep, it's the best way to travel. <laughs> uh, and there was this uh, 
train in Canada. Well, it was from Canada coming into Spokane. Okay. And it was on the Beaver Creek Bridge, which I don't know where that is. Do you know where that is? Uh-uh. No, I'm going to look it up while uh-uh. you're telling me the story, though. Cool. Well, it's a pretty short story um, because there's a judge and there's the guy who's um, the purser and bartender. And there's one more passenger and they're hanging out in the last car of the train, which is the club car, a.k.a. the bar. Okay. And it's coming onto the Beaver Creek Bridge and that last little car detaches and plunges into the creek. Oh, no. Oh, the caboose It's called a permanent loose. nightcap disaster. <laughs> That's kind of precious for such a tragic thing. The permanent nightcap disaster. Oh. Yep. They took their drink into the drink, Liz. Yeah. Oh, no, they did. Yeah. Caboose got loose uh. in the drink in the drink little dudes okay well shit i don't know where beaver creek is it came up with wichita texas i thought wichita was in kansas so fuck you google continue please liz that was confusing it really was oh man damn well back in the day i think trains were nicer too like i think we said when um dc corbin came in you know yeah. he had his, his fancy train car that yeah. he would put wherever he wanted which would be pretty fancy and nice yeah um so there was this there used to be this nice train called the spokane flyer which ran from saint paul minnesota to portland and it would run through spokane okay it was first class and express which is really nice which i mean oh. you probably still didn't go too fast right but um the the thing that made it so special, well, they had a lot of special stuff like first class coach, dining car, sleeper car, and they had a combination compartment observation car, which had this really big observation lounge as well as really nice bunks. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm. All right. I mean, I, I so June 1908. I don't know why so many of these happen in the summer now that I think about it. It's kind of weird. It's just when everybody's well, I have- traveling. I guess. Yeah, I guess if it was too wintry, you would be like, screw that. I'm not getting on there. Yeah, right? (laughs) Those tracks aren't heated. Fuck this. Yeah. No. All right. So the Spokane Flyer is cruising along, and they're close to Medicine Hat, Alberta. Mm -hmm. And they're on single track rails, and they come around a curve, and they see the headlight. They see the headlight of another eastbound train on the tracks ahead. And so there's two guys who see this. There's the engine man, Bob Tui, mm-hmm. and the fireman, whose name is Gus Day. Bob is the one that we'll keep track of here, right. okay? And they just freeze because they're like, uh, okay, we can't even jump out of here. Oh, no. But they actually see, as you'll have gotten used to at this point, <laughs> the train swerves and goes past so them weird. like it's on another set of tracks, even though there is no other set of tracks. Yeah. And keeps cruising along. Like, they can hear it. They're choking on the smoke. Yeah. Um, they can see shadowy figures looking out of the ghost train's cars. Man. Ugh. Man. It's in the middle of the night. You're on a train. And then you're like, I guess we just keep going. Yeah, I guess I... <laughs> I've found religion. <laughs> yep. Jesus. That feels like yeah. a slip in time more than a, a haunting, yes. you know? Like a parallel universe kind of thing well what these guys said is let's never talk about this again they say okay if they if we say anything about this they're gonna say crazy and we're gonna lose our jobs so okay let's never talk about this let's not even talk to each other about it (laughs) occasionally they they talk about you know the phantom train but for the most part they're like let's just let's just move on let's just move on you know that you and my friendship, our friendship, is not like that. And no. If we ever see something like that, it's all I'll talk to you about. Yeah. Um, I would also run back and be like, did anybody else see that? What did you see? What's going on? Corroborate this for us, please. Um, okay, mm-hmm. well, Gus and Bob are weirdos, but tell me more about them. <laughs> all right, so Bob is understandably kind of tense about this, and he actually goes to a fortune teller mm. for advice. Which is an interesting move. Like and the it. fortune teller oh, does not help. The fortune teller says, you have less than a month to live. <laughs> so I don't know if they got much of a tip on that. Um, 
their first day, maybe. Yes, yeah, right? They, like, scare them. And then you... I, I, I imagine the fortune teller was getting ready to say, unless you give me $400. Yeah, exactly. And then Bob just, like, jumped up and grabbed his hat and ran yeah, out. exactly. Just done with it. Like, fine. Yeah. I'm getting but he took this work. really seriously, so he actually mm-hmm. took a leave of absence from work. Because he, he was like, okay, I'm going to take a month off, because that way at least that freaking train isn't going to get me, right? <laughs> Presumably. Presumably. Okay, so he gets replaced by a guy named James Nicholson, and um, he and Gus Day are still running the Spokane Flyer. Okay. And two days after Bob takes the leave of absence, same place near Medicine Hat, Again, they hear the locomotive whistle, they see the lights, a train is coming down the tracks right toward them. Now, nobody had told James Nicholson about this. <laughs> so, oh, poor, poor James. Nobody was like, P.S., a phantom train yeah. might scare the life out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but again, it comes right up to them and then swerves to the right and rushes no past them. You know, passengers staring out the windows, the light, the smoke. And poor Gus is like, oh, my God, this is the second time in two weeks. <laughs> like, oh I God. can't, I can't handle this. Oh so he tells God. somebody at the train yard and everybody starts sharing the story. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. See, and that's yeah. why you don't keep that shit to yourself. Right? That's a good story. Oh. Nobody wants to be on the freaking Spokane Flyer anymore because wow. it keeps almost crashing with a ghost train. <laughs> oh god! Thank God okay. the ghost train operator has got ninja-like reflexes. However, they managed. Yeah, to get out of glad the way he's on the case. Yeah, right. Yeah, a near miss is not a hit, <laughs> or is it? No. <laughs> I confused myself for a minute. Yeah. So, okay, they take Gus off the fireman position, which, you know, in those days was attending the fire, was not putting the fire out. And they put this guy called Harry Thompson on instead. So at this point, they're like, okay, the Spokane Flyer is being crewed by James Nicholson, the guy who had seen the second incident, and Thompson, who's never seen anything, but has heard the story. So they are chugging westward, and they see... The train coming toward them. Yeah. Barreling down the tracks. Yeah. Lights, smoke. Oh shit. And they collide head on. Because it's an actual train. Oh no. It's the Crow's Nest local number 17, which was running late, hadn't reached its scheduled siding on time. No. Uh, It was not a phantom train at all. Oh no. Yeah. The engine man at the throttle of the local crow's nest yeah. was Bob Tui. You aren't serious. You, oh my uh, god, no way. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. Was this within that month time period? No, mm-hmm. he... Yeah, he, oh. he had counted the calendar days and he was convinced the danger to his life was over. So he was like, all right, I'm going to get back on, on the track, so to speak, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to drive the flyer anymore. No way. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Did they all die? Only two passengers were killed. Wow. But five train men, including both engine men. Wow, Liz. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I've got goosebumps <laughs> again. Dude. Well, then that makes you wonder, too. You know, in the... Again, assuming ghosts are real and all this shit. That makes you wonder, you know, was this a banshee-like specter? You know, that bot like, mm-hmm. was this a premonition? I forget what it's called, but, you know, it's it's the future playing out in in too soon for the future time or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, again, like a, like a time slip, like yeah. a ripple. Yeah. That instead of echoing forward and you're seeing something that happened in the past, you're actually seeing something Boom. that happened in the future, but it's sort of echoing Thank back. Thank you for being able to put that into words. Yeah. Oh, shoot, mm-hmm. dude. Okay. Was do you know? Uh, so now they're they're dead. That's awful. Do you know if the phantom train was ever seen again? Not from what I know. Mm-hmm. That was it. I mean, there's Ooh. certainly been a lot of phantom trains, but I don't know that that specific collision with the Spokane right. Flyer ever came up again. Wow. Oh shit. Yeah. Poor Bob. 
He worked so hard to <laughs> He did everything right. To escape that. Yeah. Damn. Oh my god. Oh man. Uh presumably Spokane Flyer engine was wrecked and so we don't have like I don't remember what train Frank's diner there in Spokane was made out of, but it's That's actually from a Seattle train, if I recall correctly. Oh no way. Okay. Well that's yeah. stupid. I want a Spokane one. <laughs> I want it to be legit. Yeah. It's freaking legit. Clearly we have them. Why not take a CF? <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know that Frank Steiner is haunted, but I tell you what, the creepy Frank mannequin that Frank Steiner has in it does not help anything. Nothing is helping. It may as well that. freaking be, right? But yeah. It, as far as I'm concerned, I don't sit in that booth because of that mannequin. Ugh. Shit, dude. Oh, I just feel really bad for Bob. Yeah, I feel so bad. Oh. we went kablooey. He went all the way kablooey. He went all the way kablooey. Poor Bob. Oh. Alright. Oh my god. That's 55 minutes. Do you right. want one more that's a trolley disaster? Uh, yeah, I do. People are just gonna listen to this. Right? Yeah, they just freaking are. They're still with us. Alright. <laughs> so this is very close to home for me, quite literally. This is a disaster that occurred where the Division Street Bridge is now. And hey. this is a winter one. Okay, so you got a winter yeah. one. And this is your second time talking about the Division Street Bridge. Well, it's not the intersection of um, Sprague and Division. It's a couple blocks up. So when you cross over Riverside oh, and you're going over the river. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. Division Street Bridge, where it becomes... From Division and Ruby into Division right there at the river. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know where we're at now. Yeah. Yeah. And these were trolley days. So this is happening in winter of 1915. Okay. So, you know, heyday of the hell trolley. <laughs> other fine things. Yes. This was not the hell trolley of Manito, but uh, I would rather take a ride on that than this. Uh-huh. So there's two trolleys that are passing each other on the bridge. And... It's snowing. There's okay. snow everywhere. There's icy fog coming up from the river. It's pre-dawn, like it's 6 a.m. in December. Okay. And they start hearing creaking and louder creaking okay. and then big cracking oh. sounds as the bridge collapses. Oh. And electrical sparks. And no then way. the trolley car disappears with the bridge into the river. Shit. So if one trolley goes straight into the river, the other one is hanging over it because Shit. it's, um, you know, they've got those little snow plows right. on the front that's tangled up in what's <laughs> left of the bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the <laughs> passengers from the that trolley start climbing up the vertical mm -hmm. trolley hand over hand to get out of the car. Oh, my God. That's how they get out. The people okay. who were <laughs> dumped into the river, not so lucky. No. Yeah, freezing water, right? Yes. Going straight into the trolley as it goes 40 feet down to the bottom of the river. Good God. And that's a, I mean, folks who aren't familiar with Spokane, that's actually a fairly big river to cut right through a yeah. city. And it's really fast moving at places. Uh -huh. And cold. And, and so really cold. cold. Oh, wow, mm -hmm. dude. Okay. Yeah, so fortunately, um, a jagged steel girder those things don't go together very much no. but it ripped a hole in the roof of the trolley car so 10 of them are able to swim out from that and get no up to way. the surface five of them aren't oh god um yeah they are trapped by debris and they end up drowning in the trolley car and even the people who swim out like it's december mm -hmm. it's below freezing it's mm -hmm. the early morning mm -hmm. um you know what happens when you like lick a steel pole? Oh, it's kind of yeah. like that. But this guy has like been swimming in the river, and he actually gets frozen to the steel girder that he's clinging no to. No way! Wow, yeah. that means it was cold enough yeah. that the rushing water wasn't able to dislodge those ice crystals, which is really fucking impressive, dude. Yeah, yeah. It takes half an hour to round everybody up, and no. the conductor actually survived, and he said the horrific screams are sounds that he would just never forget yeah. as long as he lived. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 
they rebuilt it in 1917, and then they rebuilt it again in 1992, which is why there's pedestrian walkways here. And this is one, since it's from Chetkowski's book, that he went with Spokane's premier psychic, Dr. Candace Campbell, mm-hmm. and had her do a psychic survey. Do you want to hear what she found? Yeah. Yeah, tell me. Let's see. When I first connected with the spirits at this site, I had a sick feeling in my stomach. Initially, I sensed the fear of the passengers and then heard the screams and guttural cries of terror. I saw the image of death, a darkness over the bridge, and could sense the fear and confusion. Some of the passengers did not cross over and still linger there. The trauma was such that they are continuing to be stuck. The conductor lived, and I understand he ended up in an asylum. I don't know whether that's the case or not. Yeah. Um, When I looked at him energetically i saw that he had several entities attached to him they were feeding off him and keeping him stuck in the fear terror and trauma now here's the most exciting part one of the passengers who died did indeed cross over he reincarnated and became a public figure here in spokane at this writing i have not researched this to see what body he chose to come back into what (laughs) yeah Isn't that great? Like, dang. I mean, I have to assume that you have to pay her money to find out who did mm-hmm. he reincarnate it. <laughs> Presumably. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, I'll just tell you right now. It's me. I mean, it was, I was, it was me. That's why you don't like trains. That's why I don't like trains. I was born and raised in Spokane. Um, you know, trolleys suck. I hated the trolley on Mr. Rogers. Fuck that thing. Not going really? Trolley? No, Trolley was... No, screw him. So it was me. <laughs> Apparently. No! Re- okay, I don't want to rag... I don't want to rag on a local person. I, Liz, how do I say this without, like, totally alienating us from our group? I just don't... I mean, all of that sounds so impossible to verify completely sensationalized and i just don't i don't know i don't dig psychics i gotta say it does all sound like exactly what you would come up with if i told you that story and then took you there and told you to come up with something doesn't yeah it doesn't i mean it, it sounds like a planted memory not that i believe psychics are you know the majority of psychics are trying to defraud people but it just sounds like I'm going to take you to this bridge where there was a trolley crash and people died. What do you pick up? Well, I'm picking up some dead people from a trolley crash, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) They were screaming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, shoot, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not slamming Dr. Campbell too much because among other things, she's got her PhD and I don't, Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're closer than I am. So Dr. Campbell, you're way ahead of me too. I will say there were there were some things when I saw her read, actually, uh, that I was like, okay, I'm not blown away by this. And I, I could tell okay. she was connecting with some people and telling them some stuff that was really connecting with them. Okay. And she didn't do a reading on me specifically. Like, I was just getting to see her do her thing. Okay. But some of it was like... If you see a guy and he's like a guy in his 20s living in the Northwest and he's got like a tech fleece vest and yeah. he's a sporty dude. Yeah. Odds are really good he has a dog or wants a dog. So I think asking, do you have a dog is not like no. dazzling. No, it's not. As, no. as a thing. No. What I need people to say is like, oh, that Dalmatian you had when you were five that he ran away. Don't worry, lucky yeah. crossed over. You know, I want it to be very specific and not not those details that sound specific but aren't. You have a woman mm-hmm. whose name is M and she's older than you and she's very close to you, but you feel like there's unfinished business. I mean, that applies to fucking everybody. Yeah, yeah. Or like um, there were some people who had, had lost um, a guy out of their family and he was like their dad and husband respectively mm-hmm. and she was like did he call you babe or baby oh my god and i'm like well come on now like <laughs> yeah of course he did that's everybody yeah yeah no i want her to when jason dies and i go to a psychic to come you know to to commune with him to connect with him this psychic is gonna have to know like oh god let's see did he did he call you a jerk butt 
<laughs> Did he call you his little piddles? You know, stuff like that. And then I'm going to go like, okay, well, you got the right one. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. He's a butthole. Tell him I love him still. You know, it's going to be <laughs> stuff like that. It's not going to be the... Did he give you a ring? Was he... Mm-hmm. A, he was... He was an uncharacteristically handsome man. You felt a deep affinity for him. Jerk yourself off a little harder there, dude. That's obvious. <laughs> You're so mad at this hypothetical I, person. I know. When did you when did you see her do a read? Was it um, one it of was the same things? thing. Yeah, it was the same time when I got to meet Chet and he gave me Spooky Spokane, the book that started this whole freaking podcast. God, um, it was Psychic it. Night at the Corbin Mansion. That's amazing. I wonder if Chet yeah. would ever want to be a guest on our show. We've had a couple people contact us and ask if they could guest yeah. on our show. Uh, and if we go that route, I think he'd be a great place to start. I think he'd be really interesting to talk to, yeah. I think so, too. Oh, mm. shit, dude. Trains are freaking me out. Trolleys mm-hmm. are freaking me out. Yeah, I might need to walk to work instead of taking the car, because what if a guy appears in the backseat? <laughs> We know. I mean, happens. knowing my neighborhood is just bleaker who got into the van, but it's so sad. No, no, kiddo. I know you've already said you find the nearest mountain and you run right into it. <laughs> I'd have be... to lean back and be like, "It's going to be a little bit of a drive. Can you hold on for like forty-five minutes?" You just chill. We're in the middle of Kansas, my friend. I have to get all the way to Utah before I find at least a hill worthy of this. Oh so. <laughs> No more trains. No more trolleys. No to the dudes that are going to jump up in my back seat. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, you, speaking of people in your car, do you always do, like, a sweep of your car before you get in it at night to see if there's mm-hmm. anybody hiding in the back seat? Um, yep. I, I still do the thing where I open my car door, but I stand pretty far away from the car, so if there's a guy hiding under it, he can't slash my Achilles tendon and get me. And then... So you open your car door and you jump into it, but you have to stay like an arm's length away. Oh, like getting to bed with the monster under your bed, not being able to grab your ankle. Thank you. Kind of pole vault in. Exactly. And that's, so you understand. This isn't weird. Were you afraid of monsters under your bed when you were a kid? No. um, Remember, I've got that, I slept on that antique rope bed and it was like 12 feet tall. So... I could, I wasn't afraid of monsters under the bed because it was 12 feet tall. You could see fucking everything under it. And also, um, my closet doors were mirrors, so I could see under the bed because of the mirrors. That's pretty good, but what if you could see under the bed and you did see somebody there, but you were on top of the bed? I'd shit my way through that bed. I'd just, I'd, (laughs) (laughs) it'd be just a hole straight through. I'd blast myself into space. (laughs) <laughs> the force of my fear farts. I don't know if I saw that. Oh man, I read a thing on you know what was the scariest thing to happen in you to you in real life, and it was this lady lets a student um, spend the night at her place instead of him like taking the. It's in Japan, and anyway, he spends the night at her place on the floor. She gets in bed at two a.m. He wakes her up, and he's like, "Man, we gotta go out and get noodles. Come on." come on, Mrs. Johnson, we're going to go out and we're going to get some fucking noodles. And she's like, you're acting really weird. We're not going out for noodles. And he's like, I'm, I'm really hungry. We need to leave right now and go get noodles. And they get out of the apartment and the dude is like, I don't want noodles. It's 2 a.m. There's a dude sleeping under your bed. We got to call the cops. And then <laughs> right? And they only found out because this dude, he spent the night on the floor and he was able to see the dude under the bed. And it turns out it was a homeless guy that had been sleeping there for like months. Oh fuck! So there's a new thing to worry about. I also I'm just gonna go take a flamethrower up to my attic. Hang on. <laughs> Do you guys use your attic for anything? No, dude. I'm terrified to go up there. It has knob and tube wiring, and I yes. I just I'm I'm reluctant to disrupt the the yes. magic that's keeping that operational. Nope. Nope, you've got plaster and lath. I bet you've got some horsehair inhalation, insulation going on in that house. Oh, definitely. You don't even open it. The entrance to the attic at my parents' house is through my bedroom closet. And so uh-huh. that was more... No, it's not funny. It's scary to, you know... No, that was a scared laugh. I <laughs> 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 hate it. Um, so yeah, I would have nightmares about that uh, sliding open and things coming out of the attic into my bedroom why are attics why are attics because 
I don't know, dude. <laughs> because because some parents need a place to tell their children that their toys that got donated are living. <laughs> oh, honey, I don't know. I think it's in the attic. We'll get it later. Yeah, there you go. No, it's funny because I'm not scared at all of my cellar. And my cellar is like legit, like you have to go outside and unlock these big doors and then, you know, take these narrow stone steps down yeah. into this unfinished space. Yeah. But for some reason, this house generally has really good vibes. But I haven't really worried about the attic until you told me that story. And I know that's the kind of thing where I know there's like a hundred creepypastas about it, but I also know it's actually happened. It's actually, yeah, you saw the, you saw in the news a couple years ago, right? That lady living in the dude's crawl space again in Japan and she would come uh -huh. out at night. Yeah. He had to set up that camera. Shoot, dude. What the fuck Japan, by the way? Because Shoot. like their houses are so tiny. Well, How do you fit an extra person? A whole extra person in a crawl space? I don't know. Yeah. I if it was like a McMansion and somebody was like living in the third garage, oh, I'm like, yeah. yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, you managed to make that happen for like a whole semester. You didn't have to go live in the dorms because you managed to have this entire wing of somebody's house to yourself because they never go up there. I don't know. But just, right? for me, I want a small house. I want to be able to know who's in my house at all times. I want to be able to have like a line of sight to the scariest places. Mm -hmm. We need to go back to your seller because how are you not afraid of it because you i know red bag of bones so mm -hmm. you're not worried at all you're not down there looking no because the, the house owls. just has good vibes yeah you've said that before that it's like a um like an old lady cat just yeah chill. i love that yeah it's just chill some basements have really bad vibes and some do not and i don't I know it. what determines that but the harmonic frequencies are on point around here. Okay, well, I'm going to buy the house next door to you and hope that I have the same harmonic frequencies. <laughs> That's what I want. You got the crystals in the right rooms, man. Your feng shui is perfect. Don't change a thing. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I really man. think that's when a lot of horror stories that are house-based start, is when they're like, we were remodeling the upstairs bedroom. It and is. we pulled down this wall and we found all these weird pieces of jewelry or whatever. It and you're like, is. well, why didn't you just wall it back up and move? <laughs> Did At you really point. need another ring? No, you put that shit back in the baseboard where it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Well, it's supposed to be what disrupts the energy, you know? You're letting all those ghost particles free again. So. Have you ever heard the thing that moving around furniture confuses ghosts? So if you're getting haunted, you should do that because that the way they won't recognize your house. I know it confuses my dog. So. <laughs> it confuses my husband, honestly. <laughs> I have to text him whenever I do that. We're a terrible combination because I love rearranging stuff and it seriously disrupts him. That's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, well, I mean... That's okay, because he got a haircut the other day without telling me. Okay, he and... looks good, though. That photo you sent of me with him and the kiddo, that's a good haircut. The photo I sent of you with him? Shit. <laughs> My words are everywhere. Busted. <laughs> I am your daughter. You just didn't <laughs> She and I share a soul. Yep. Yep. Oh, goodness. Well, I hadn't heard that, that you should change around your furniture. That doesn't seem right to me because the ghosts, like, weren't there because of your furniture. They were there because of the house. So... Yeah, I think it would only make sense if it was, like, the spirit of somebody who had lived with you in that configuration. And you're trying yeah. to, like, shake it up for them. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, like, great like, grandma there's dies a ghost in yeah, there's a ghost story I've heard about um, Roman soldiers marching in London, but they're marching at, like, chest level yes. through the floor because yes. the road was so much lower then. That shit, I think, is legit when you can, it's not just like, oh, this beautiful ghostly gray lady, you know, it, it, she was exactly at the height of my floorboards when it's, when there's something, you know, like they go through a wall or they are at chest height because the floor would have been a different height. It's stuff like that. But I'm like, that's really cool. That makes me feel like mm -hmm. you, there's some legitimacy to what people are experiencing. Maybe that's why this house isn't haunted because they like added stuff on after the fact. That's probably it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> well, Still I guess. Build an addition. That's why the Sarah Winchester house is haunted, because all of the additions stopped the moment she died. 
Oh, yeah. That's not what she wanted to have happen. Keep fucking building, guys. Keep at it. Oh, man. Man. I'm going to wrap up because this is a weird one. (laughs) (laughs) We did get a little little derailed, Liz. (laughs) You already used that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. Okay. I can't. You trying not to use ableist language, so I can't make locomotive into you know crazy. So I'm all out of jokes. <sighs> A lot of jokes and some ghosts. You've been listening to Ouija Broads. <laughs> you can find us on the web at ouijabroads.com, on Podbean and iTunes, where you can review and subscribe and rate us, which we love. Uh, Facebook, I feel like, has been real hopping lately. You've been doing a good job finding fun stuff to post. (laughs) I posted something while we were talking, my friend. What? (laughs) Gotta keep our audience engaged. Yep. Gotta keep those likes up. I like how we've got, like, 314 and it keeps saying, you're so close to 500. I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Asshole Facebook. Real close to 500. Closer to 200 than 500. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and you know what else? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, tell me what you're going to say. You're killing it on Twitter, and I'm slacking on Instagram, so I'll have to up my game here a little bit. It all comes out in the wash. So people better live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. That was a weird one. That was a weird one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's so much about trains anymore or just you know <laughs> what we're feeling in that moment it was like trains and ghosts and then some trains and then some ghosts <laughs> it was train so ghosts ghost trains train feelings and ghost feelings <laughs> yes which i think is the title of the episode i think so too